Hey everybody, welcome to another Awaken Your Relationships. I am Julie Murphy and I am the money chick. And some of you might say, well, if you're talking about money, why are you talking about relationships? Because I always say that we either work things out and we act it out through our money, through our health, or through our relationships. So every week, Rita and I get on here and Rita is the relationship expert. And today we're going to talk about how when you are triggered from the relationship that you're in, how do you now find your grounding, your calmness and everything while the other person's working through whatever they need to work through? And so welcome. And also I want to remind everybody to please click the subscribe button below um, and make sure you put on that notification bell so that when Rita and I are going through these things that you are made aware of when that happens. So don't forget to do that. Rita, thanks for joining another week. Absolutely. Oh my God, this is such important work. <laughs> you know, because as, as things get crazier in the world, everyone's feeling it and no one, very few people have the tools or the resources to handle how stressed out they are because oh, people who are out of balance. Oh, Pick yeah. which part is stressing people out today, right? It's the, mm -hmm. you know, we're being guided back into our workplaces and we're realizing we're in work life bound, like we're, we're in places we don't want, we don't want to go back to that because it wasn't feeding our heart and our soul. Right. And then now mm -hmm. you're like, Oh, but I kind of liked if you've get if you've got kids, like I kind of liked being able to like wash my dishes when I needed to walk away from my computer. And I got something done at home while I was zooming with all my <laughs> jobs, you know, I mean, so we're really learning how to plug into the world a different way with not leaving our hearts on the sidelines. And I think that's super stressful for people, especially if we've spent so much time not being our authentic selves in the world, right? And then how do we move all this around? Like, that's where the money piece comes in. Like, I find that um, me doing the life planning with people is like on the money side, it's because, wow, people don't follow their hearts because they're stuck in a place because of all the debt that they've created and the responsibilities that they have from a cash outflow. And it's like, but I need my job. And it's like, I really want everybody to get to a place where they don't need their job. They may want that job, but they don't need it because they've positioned themselves to be lucky. And so many of us are sitting in a place where the stressors are just building and building and building and building. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. No one can really handle this anymore. And so mm -hmm. From a healer's perspective, I tend to work at, look at the world differently. I don't always see crisis and chaos as a terrible thing because I see it as an opportunity for us to make changes that we couldn't make in the past. You know, when when the stress gets so high that women are no longer willing to tolerate, you know, emotional abuse or domestic abuse, and it's up 80%, um, you know, of what's going on. When, when women get to this point where they can't handle worrying about everyone and taking care of everyone and all of their friends are falling apart, um, that, that's when change happens, you know, be totally. because we get pushed outside of our ability to stay comfortable. Hmm. Like birth, it reminds me of, um, of when, you know, women are past their, their due date time. And when they're past their due date time, usually they're past their due date time because both the mom and the baby are too, too comfortable. Mm. They're way too comfortable with the situation. 
Yeah. And it's only when you get uncomfortable, it's only when you're pushed to do something different that you create a better life for yourself. Yeah. That you start changing your habits and patterns. So there's a book I love. It's called Anti-Fragile. And it talks about all the things that benefit from everything blowing up. Right. And so we're looking at what's happening as an, oh, no, everything is blowing up in the world. But as a healer or someone who's in, interested in personal transformation, this is the perfect time. You right. know, it's when everything blows up and it all falls apart that that if you're on point, if you stay present, you're able to navigate through these little doorways that open. And these right. doors are going to open more often, but close more quickly. So we have well, to be know, on our the, toes. Do you think the closing is about, you know, I always talk about the fact that, you know, how we've interfaced in the world is the actual grooves in our brain, right? Because that was all created in our subconscious mind before we were seven years old. So if you think about your childhood before seven years old, that's actually what created how you respond to the world in 97% of of the case. And that research is all done by Dr. Bruce Lipton, a biologist, and you can look him up in great information if you need to educate yourself more on that. And what I have found is that, you know, when we actually start to realize that that's how we're responding and those grooves in our brain are just deep and it's like, okay, how do we get to this next place when like, our natural response is to go this way. And you're like going, but I know I need to go this way. And you, and your physiology is like taking you the route you don't want to go. And you said something to me earlier that really stuck with me. And it was about how, you know, these cell receptors that have been created in our bodies based on our life up to this point is that patterning. So if you go into a pattern in a certain direction, certainly, Rita, you can correct me on any of this, but, um, and I'm certainly not the expert, but Rita understands this, where these cell receptors, you just create more of them to respond in a certain direction. So you have to take some of those away to be able to respond to the world in a different way. Right? Yeah. It's, um, so every time we think a negative or toxic thought of some sort, or even when we're problem solving and in our analytical mind. Think of the, the mind that's always trying to figure things out and what should I do and how should I do it? That's the analytical mind. Yeah, for and sure. that's not that's not really our highest self. Mm. But every time our analytical mind gets triggered or we think a negative thought, our body pumps out cortisol. Mm -hmm. it, it just says, oh, you want some cortisol? Okay. We'll give you some cortisol and it pumps right. it out. Well, like with any addiction, you know, any anything that we're getting or using, our body adapts like Play-Doh. Right. And uh, I almost look, think of it like mushrooms. You know, when you get a good rain in the fall, suddenly all the mushrooms pop up in your yard. When you keep dosing yourself with cortisol because of your analytical or obsessive thinking or negative thinking or, or any of that, you're, you're watering, you're, you're asking for more cell receptors. You're asking for more right. mushrooms to grow because you're feeding them. Right. There's no judgment, good or bad, right or wrong. It just you're is. Just, this and is every what human feeding. being operates this way. Right. Mm -hmm. Every single person operates this way. And so the more of the more of the drug cortisol you pump into your system, the more cell receptors you're going to have for it. Right. And you need higher and higher levels of cortisol 
in order to feed those little oh. hungry mouths. Is it kind of like an alcoholic, why they need one uh, more drinks, more drinks? Because that it, it, yeah. is it the same kind of concept? Because yeah, it's the same concept. Us, many of us think of like an addiction from like an alcohol perspective or food or cigarettes, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it is. It could be even also that you're working out too much or working too much. But mm -hmm. um, I get that. It's almost like you need your break even point. It rises. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So to add, oh, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and I yeah. hope, you know, for those who are watching, like, think about that, like that um, actually makes sense in that the cortisol pumping through our system is an addiction as well, that it's like, oh, I got to get the juice. And then if you don't get the juice, then that's where it expands. Like, I think right. of like, right. And, and that that's fascinating. That is absolutely fascinating to me going and, and it makes a complete sense. Because mm -hmm. it's like, you almost mm -hmm. have to keep doing more and more things that create more and more cortisol more and more drama, more and more fights, more and more whatever. A higher level of arousal because your body has all of these cell receptors for cortisol that need to be fed and they're fluttering. Yeah. And um, Give they me are food. scanning Give me food. the environment. <laughs> yes. And they're scanning the environment to find something to trigger us with. You know, have you ever noticed oh, when you're in a good mood, wow. stuff doesn't bother you? And when you're in a bad mood, everything bothers you? You know, when someone says hi and you're in a good mood, you're so glad to see them. When they say hi and you're in a bad mood, you think they're trying to manipulate and control you. I mean, it's oh, it's all our own perspective. And so when we stay in a high stress level for a long period of time, we have tons of cell receptors for cortisol and virtually none for serotonin. Right. Which is why we have to purposely do things to reverse that because otherwise it's right. a a never ending cycle. You're constantly going to be craving more and more and more and more and more. And your body will, you know, have less and less ability to get out of anxiety and get out of depression. So it takes a real strength of will. You know, if, if you want to break your addiction to stress and anxiety and depression in your life and people right. don't like thinking about it like that because anxiety is supposed to be somebody else's fault. Right. You know, you're making me feel anxious. But what if it's really all of these hungry mouths on your cells that are, are controlling your thoughts, controlling your reactions? What if it's all you? Right. And that's the only place we can have any power is when right. we recognize the only thing I can control is my own body, what I put into it. And people don't realize every single thought you have that is negative or toxic gives you a hit. It it's like does. you're taking heroin. Mm -hmm. That's why I like that whole line that we know misery loves company is like, mm -hmm. it's so true because then you're aligning with somebody who's like vibrating at the exact same vibration you are. And it's like, Rah! Mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah, very yeah. You're looking for each other. You want each other. You know, and if you, you come from a dramatic environment, like you're right, yep. and you justify all your behaviors and how yeah. you're doing it. Blah, blah, and, yeah. Well, you got that cortisol yeah. shooting through. And the thing is, is you always think it's about the other people, but it's actually always about you. That was one of the biggest things that I learned in this whole process in my own healing. And, you know, for those of you who don't know about that, you know, my healing was my trauma so remember our traumas are built from eight from zero to age seven and so in my healing process 
I was actually, I realized when I was doing a hypnotherapy appointment that, um, oh, my memory of my trauma was a Catholic priest that sexually molested me when I was about five years old. And, my, and he was a family friend, came to parties, all this stuff. And it was like, so that's an extreme trauma. But it's very interesting in how like when you can finally like shine the light on that and then start to like heal. And so then you're no longer like responding to the world. What, what that layering created in me was that I was not enough and I was, wasn't worthy. And so that fueled everything. People are like, Julie, you accomplish everything. But then when I realized in my mid forties that, oh my God, the fuel for all of that success and all that I've accomplished came off of me trying to prove to other people that I was okay and that I was enough. It was like, it was like somebody pulled the balloon plug right out. It was like, and it just unraveled. It was crazy. And, and I know those of you who are watching, some of you don't have that extreme of a trauma. And, but it was amazing to me that when you shine the light on that, all of a sudden I was like, oh, that opened up the opportunity of going, well, but I've defined myself like this for so many years. And, and it's like, oh, but I still have those aspirations. I still want those things, but but it's coming from a different place then. It's not coming from these habitual patterns that are in these cell receptors. But you really have to be willing to like just look at whatever's buried, whatever that is, right? And it could be as little as, I had a client tell me one time that she, it, what ingrained in her, it was her grandmother smacking her on the hand. So was it like, it was like, don't touch that. Like nothing major. There was nowhere near what my trauma, it's a, it's a trauma or a rejection. And, um, and this is what I think so many of us um, are being called to heal, are being called to, like the light is trying to be shined so that you can actually then release it to then expand and grow. And because otherwise, you know, again, we work it out or we act it out through our health, through our money or through our relationships. I have seen this so many times this is why I started doing this work with professionals like you, because it's an extension of my brand and what I do in the world. And if I don't help people find resources like yourself to do these other pieces, what then starts to happen is I'll fix all your money stuff. I'll get you out of debt. I'll help you get to your goals. Then you get to retirement and you're sitting there going, these are supposed to be your golden years and your body's just getting eaten up from disease because the money can't actually replace your health. It can't, you know, it can't. And it's like, so if all along the way we can start to shine the light on the stuff to create our own personal expansion and embodiment of what you're here to do, you know, in the world, you know, and in relationships, we were talking about that, like the domestic violence is through the roof these days. Because people are, right. this light is being shined on, and what did you say earlier? You said really good people who just are in their traumas and they're suffering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, and people who did, who could barely handle it before can't handle it at all now. Right. And people who were handling it before, this is a brand new world for them because they've never been at this level of stress. Right. But people who, who, um, had early trauma and have spent their lives working on their trauma, they're oddly 
prepared for this new world because you know I literally just said that like a few weeks ago that's so funny that you say that I was going well thank god I had the experiences I had in life over the last like five years right because right wow it has totally prepared me for exactly what's going on right now oh yeah I mean I'll tell people I'll you know I'll tell them a little bit of my story and I'll be like yeah I was molested at four and they'll be like oh no that's terrible I'm so sorry for you and I'm like no, I'm really glad that stuff happened to me when I was young because now the rest of my life is cake. Whereas yeah. other people, you know, they don't they don't get their turn, they don't get their their life changing things until they're older, and mm-hmm. they're not they're more ingrained and more rigid in their thinking. It's actually harder for people right. to do their healing work when they're older than mm-hmm. it is, you know, when you're younger because your brain right. is more malleable. Right. That's so, so true. There's a, there's a protocol. You know, the biggest problem of women that come to me is, you know, if they're just talking to me, let's say they meet me at a party, everything that I say makes sense. Right. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I totally believe that. That's exactly what I believe. And then they go home and something happens. You know, dinner's late or somebody raises an eyebrow or, <laughs> you know, or they have an argument and all of it goes out the window. You know, everything that they believe, who they want to be is now, is now gone. Right. And so they just keep recreating the pattern. You know, they keep feeling the same things they've always felt. They keep going through the same systems going, yeah, I should do something different. I need to do something different. Yeah. Well, a big piece of healing is that a lot of it's been a head game. You know, for Mm -hmm. the last 30, 40 years, trauma and longer, trauma resolution has been about going to therapy and talking about your problems. Right. Which can can be effective, but you know, let's say you only meet once a week. I mean, what do you do during the week now? You're on your own, falling back into your old patterns. Right. You know, when I coach women, I actually talk to them like two to three times a week with emails and texts in between and all of that because we want to keep them on track for what for who they want to be. Right. And there's very specific things you can do with your body that will get rid of the cortisol receptors and build more serotonin receptors. Yeah. And it actually can happen really fast. People don't believe me how fast things can change. I have been witness to that. It is really amazing. And Rita, let's keep talking. I just realized I'm in a high rise and I got some gentlemen about to drill right outside my window here. So I'm going to oh. be moving as we're talking. Okay, <laughs> no problem. Okay, well, this is this is good time. This is good timing then. So women will come in and they'll have an experience with me in my massage studio. And this is what it looks like. They come in and I have music playing and the music is brainwave entrainment music. And it takes you down. It takes you into your subconscious mind so that you can let go of things. So they walk in, they're immediately put into a grounded space by the music because your brain entrains to the music. Yep. Then they start talking to me. And because the music is finally giving them a safe place inside their own head, then typically they'll start crying because it's finally the only safe place that they can release this stress where they can get rid of this stress. The fun thing is, is you don't have to release stress just by crying. You can release stress (laughs) by laughing. You can release stress by, you know, taking a boxing class. You can release stress by 
making a wonderful cup of chamomile tea. Yeah. So we, we're doing all of these things. They come in and I teach women how to take care of themselves. So we've got the music going. They've got a friend to talk to for a little bit. And we usually don't talk very long because I don't want to hear their story because it's not about the story their brain is making for them. Right. It's about how their body's reacting to it. An That's interesting so thing about, yeah, an interesting thing about alcoholism, good alcohol, um, good programs for to break alcoholism start with the sugar. And they'll tend to break the sugar addiction before they deal with the other stuff. It's the physical addiction we have to the chemicals. Yeah, that's that true. You know, I've, it's interesting. I've, I've known multiple people that have gone through, whether it's alcoholic, uh, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous or um, other drugs. You know, I had a client that um, years ago that um, he, he had gotten addicted to those opioids, you know, that the prescription meds and, and you'd never guess it professional, super successful. And, and then I finally just said to him, and I go, what gives with all the candy that you're popping, you know? And, um, it was because like when you're, when you're, um, done with the drugs and the alcohol, like the sugar, it can be the next addiction. It's like, and I've also heard the same of caffeine. And, and so you're saying that that kind of gives the cell receptors the same thing in a healthier manner kind of a thing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, well, what we do when people come in is we give them healthier options mm. for what's going on in their life. So we give them sensory stuff, especially women. You know, a lot of women have tried all these masculine ways to heal, and it's very specific and direct. But the feminine way to heal is where we relax, we integrate, mm. we soothe and feed our senses. You know, we do things that bring us joy. We don't fit into another model that some, you know, man has given us as to how we should meditate transcendentally. Right. You know, we need the things that soothe our soul. Yeah. So you've got beautiful music. They come in. There's I've got colored lights everywhere. I look like I'm in Midsummer Night's Dream. I've got beautiful furniture. I've got this great mat laid out. Um, I've got essential oils all over the place because when you smell an essential oil, it speaks directly to your amygdala and starts to break that pattern. So the music right. is breaking the pattern. The essential oils start breaking the pattern. Then we pull out all this intuitive box. stuff. Yes. Yeah. And then we pull out all this intuitive stuff, tarot cards or Oracle cards or good books, you know, yeah, whatever gives you the guidance to change the pattern. Yes, like, exactly. That's what I always say. I'm like, this may or may not resonate with you. And I'll give people ideas. Like, that's why I have so many tools. Like when I'm seeing people do this dance where it goes from their money to their relationships. And I'm like, kind of going, well, you could keep doing this, but you know, or you can interrupt it. And there's lots of tools to do that. And it just depends on what you resonate with. And that, and there's, there's no wrong way, everybody. You know, I, this is what I want to tell you. There's no wrong way. It's about whatever way creates what I would consider to be a safe container for you because you cannot expand and grow if emotionally you don't feel like you have a safe container. And so if you're not comfortable working with like one of the esoteric energy workers that I work with, well, great. Well, then just get a meditation MP3 that you download on your phone and brain entrainment and just listen to that while you sleep. 
You know, like wherever you have to start at, it doesn't matter. The matter is, is that you're starting and you're cracking it open and you're starting to heal it and heal it and heal it and heal it. And Mm -hmm. it's, I always Mm -hmm. say it's like building a muscle. Yeah. And I, I, you know, for, for free, you can go to YouTube and find millions of singing song baths, which are designed to put you in different, more relaxed head spaces. Yeah. So I, I bring in all the wonderful things. And then we bring in like good snacks, like good chocolate, <laughs> stuff that tastes really good. You know, so we've got right. the smell and we've right. got the taste and we've got the music and we've got the colored lights and I've got trees and butterflies everywhere. You know, so you've got these metaphors and I've got pictures of people who are inspiring, you know, because <laughs> it's about taking responsibility for your own yeah. thoughts and your own feelings by creating so environments true. and making right. choices that lift right. you up instead of making the choice that will keep you in a place of being sick. Of more cortisol being shifted through your system. Yes. You need to do things that release serotonin and stop doing things that release cortisol. Right. So like you always say, if it makes you laugh, if it makes you giggle, <laughs> it's the right thing to do. Because that's serotonin. That's, that's so true. That's serotonin. You're feeling you're feeding yourself with serotonin and you're not feeding yourself with right. cortisol. Right. So people say there's nothing I can do, you know? (laughs) Right. And, you know, my clients and people I work with, you know, even my kids will say to me like, oh, like, well, mom, but it makes me giggle because you shift everything when you choose something that just puts you in this place of it being lighter and not feeling heavy and that it's something that, you know, feeds your soul and something that really like grounds you and, so it's just about taking it one step at a time. And people are like, well, how do I do that? And I'm like, so like I had a client um, the other day who uh, had said to me, she super, super smart executive of this accounting firm, super smart, but everything's operating in her brain, right? Everything's in the brain, in the brain, in the brain to where when you're that intellectual and that smart, like, and we're highly educated, it actually pulls you out of your heart. And, um, and I was trying to get her into making decisions from her heart. And many of us, when we're in our trauma patterns, we actually haven't made decisions from our heart. We've made decisions from um, our trauma patterns. And, and so what's interesting is I was trying, I was doing all these little exercises to try to get her into her heart. And then all of a sudden she goes, well, all I know is I can't get rid of my car. You know, she has this card that just makes her giggle. And to other people, they'd be like, that makes you giggle. But you should have seen her. She had this grin on her face that was just amazing. And she's like, and the lease is almost up. And I don't know. I go, okay. So the first, they said, you just helped to illustrate to me that is your heart. You don't need to know why it makes you giggle. It doesn't matter. You just need to know that it does make you giggle because here's what happens. When you find that first thing that makes you giggle, so it's this car that she drives, it makes her giggle, so what? Then it's that much easier to find another giggle and a bigger giggle. And this is when you know you're dropping more into your heart and you're not all in your head, right? Mm -hmm. And so we also have to realize with everything that's going on in the world right now, 
you are going to be provoked to heal your stuff that's on the inside. You are going to continue like the bear is going to keep being poked. So you are going to be put in positions to find your giggle more than you ever have been pressed to do that. And it's literally that simple. It does not have to be hard. People, so so one way that people have done healing in the past is, um, let's say, analyzing it and working. You know, what's the problem? What's the deeper problem? What's the deeper belief? What's you know? And they and they do it all in their head, and it's work, and it's hard. Right. You know, I have to pull out a worksheet, and I have to journal about all of this stuff, and I have to find the root of the problem. And then they come to me, and I say, "Well, how about we eat a piece of chocolate cake?" <laughs> Because it makes you giggle. <laughs> right. Because that's the awesome. answer isn't in your head. Right. That's your analytical mind that's right. telling you lies to convince yourself to release more cortisol. And, the, you know, it's it's your body. Yeah, it's a cycle that it's like, ah, right. Ugly. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely so crazy. So instead you stop in the moment and you say, what do I need to do right now that will make me feel happy? Right. You know, and it doesn't have to be grand. It could be as small as eating a popsicle. Right. Or Literally. having your bare feet in the grass. Literally. It's right. anything that makes you happy is what breaks your chemical addiction to the relationships, to so the true. money problems, to all of it. Because in the moment, you can choose the red pill or you can choose the blue pill. The matrix. Right. You have got <laughs> to choose every moment the right path. Mm. And if you slip up, it's okay. You know, right. and you realize, oh, wow, I've been in my stress for 20 minutes and I can't really get out of it. Keep choosing the correct path because every time you choose it, it's a win. Oh, that's the drill, isn't it? Sorry, yeah. that's the drilling. Oh, that's, okay. that's not good. <laughs> Every time you you choose to be happy, legitimately, not just in your head, but you go, you know what, I'm going to go smell a flower. I'm going to go call up my friend. You know what, I'm going to go eat that really good piece of chocolate right now. Because chocolate is great for um, canceling out cortisol and boosting serotonin. So I keep dark chocolate everywhere and uh, I'll just take a bite you know, as I'm going by, cause it'll, it'll help change my body or I'll just pick up an essential oil or I'll just put on the right music in the background. You don't have to do anything except creating an environment for yourself that makes you happy. And when you do that and you spend a lot of time in it and you treat yourself well, all of these other problems start to fall away because you're not reacting. You know, what have you learned over, you know, the, like the last few years about your own reactivity? Has it gotten less? And why has uh, it gotten less? My reactivity has gotten totally reduced over the last five years to where, and it's, I always talk about that. I just created space in my own nervous system to where I remember Deepak Chopra always saying, and I started working with Deepak in 2007. And I remember him always saying, like, well, you just have to be the observer of it. And then you can then make your decisions from there. And I'm going, how the hell do you do that? Like, because I was in it. Julie was always in it, engaging in it, doing it, pushing, doing Cortisol that. was rushing through your body. Oh, it, it was. was yeah. So, like, you were yep. a machine. Yeah. Even, mm -hmm. like, working out on the treadmill. I used to say, like, 
oh, I'm going to go beat the shit on myself on a treadmill because I get that cortisol and I'd like push my body so much. And then I started realizing after I started working on my nervous system over the last couple of years, the pandemic actually taught me that, wow, I lost 40 pounds in the pandemic. A lot of people gained weight. I lost 40 pounds. And the reason I lost 40 pounds is because the only exercise I could do was walking. So I couldn't like push, push, push. And so I was figuring out that cortisol was my issue. And then I started taking magnesium because magnesium would calm my system because that helps block the cortisol and all that other stuff. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of wonderful herbs and supplements that are around. I use all sorts of things because why would I, why would I not combat all the stress that's coming at me? Why would I not want to balance it out in some way? The more, the more stress coming at you, the more resources you need. The more people are yelling at you, the more you need to be meditating. The more you need to be walking in the park, you know, and nature is amazing for that to, if you really want Mm -hmm. to calm your system, like sometimes I'll just go outside and I'll go sit underneath the tree and there's something about the energy with the grass and the tree. And Mm -hmm. like my body Mm -hmm. starts to synchronize with that calmness. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. The, the earth gives off a vibration that we feel. I use it when I, uh, with my stones and my crystals a lot. Because um, they'll pick up the vibration of the earth, which is super calming for the body. And so if you leave your crystals or your stones, or I use uh, basalt, so black ones, because they hold heat better for massage. If you leave them outside overnight or for a couple days, they pick up the same calming vibration as the earth. And then you can carry them around in your pocket, and it's constantly calming your system down. It's about vibration. And if we can have a vibration that's happy and grounded and centered, then things will go well for us. If we have a vibration that's chaotic and dysregulated, things will not go well for us. So we are the key. We're the answer to whether our life goes well or our life does not go well. It has nothing to do with our relationships. Well, and that's, that is, I cannot stress that enough because we are the creators of our lives. And I remember when I had to realize, oh my gosh, I created every ounce of this. And then I was like, I remember crying and sobbing going, oh, well, if I'm that power of a creator, I can create something else too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? So a big like, turning. Yeah. Like I, I got through like the realization that that was me and how I interfaced. And it was like, like the other day, I remember um, my boyfriend saying to me, "Go." he said something. He goes, well, say something. I go, I actually don't know what to say because I normally would go this route, but I'm not really sure because I want to go that route, but I, I don't really have the words. <laughs> and he goes, okay, that's all right. But it was enough for me to be able to be like, I don't want to go down that path again. I'd like to go down this path, but I actually don't even really know the words to do that. So, uh, and he just had a good, we had a good laugh over it because I didn't, I couldn't come up with it in the moment of what I was trying to express. <laughs> it was actually pretty funny, but it was but because my nervous system has a lot more space these days. I was able to navigate through that, at least to find the words of going, I'm not really sure. <laughs> and mm-hmm. before Julie didn't not, not liking knowing what that was. So it's really right. quite fascinating when when you see this web that we weave, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, 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 one of the biggest turning points for me recently was I had a friend of mine that said, 
this is your fault and you need to fix it. And I said to myself, I said, well, I've tried everything. What's the one thing I haven't tried yet? And I said, well, if I'm creating this with my thoughts, then I need to specifically change my thoughts. And so I would have mantras that I would do for three or four days that are written to get past my frontal lobe and land in my subconscious. The latest one that I use, and I say it all the time in my head, when I'm talking to people, when I'm walking down the street, when I'm in my car, when I can't sleep, it's, it's like a broken record. And what I say is, I really love the thought. That's what gets past the frontal lobe, is not saying, this is true, I'm a millionaire. It's saying, I really love the thought. Yeah, I do really love the thought. I really love the thought that I perfectly create the best possible outcome in every situation to flow through me and to me to nourish myself and everyone around me. I really love that thought. And if you say that constantly, it becomes the new pattern. And then when you get stressed, you're not trying to come up with something to think differently. You already have it. You've got that groove, that, that track that you've laid down, like a song that won't get out of your head. And as soon as you grab at that new thought, because it makes you happy, you know, it makes yeah, it you really happy does. to think. We don't realize how much that actually can flip it and make it work, right? It, yeah. It's, it's fascinating yeah. how these little things, it doesn't have to be monumental. It could be these little things and these little tools. Yeah. Yeah. Just listen to this one again and, and just see how it makes you feel. I really love the thought that I perfectly create the best possible outcome in every situation to flow through me and to me to nourish myself and everyone around me. I really love that thought. It immediately starts to shift how you feel. So you have to have back pocket totally. safe phrases that you are committed to rewiring your head with mm. so that you can get on the better track because what happens is you say like, i don't know what to pause. say even if it's like how i just paused where i was just like yeah i don't yeah. really know like that's changing the pattern mm -hmm. right like yep. right there is just like i'm not going that direction again i want to go that direction again mm -hmm. and, and with and ptsd yeah with ptsd there's a lot of tools anymore and so something as simple as, um, I love this one, when my heart's beating too fast and I need to calm down, I do a tapping exercise. And the tapping is where I tap my arm or my leg at the same speed that I feel my stress. And then I slow it down and I slow it down and I slow it down until I stop. And what that does is I'm doing something different. I'm not walking in guns blazing or suppressing it and feeling sick in my stomach. I'm saying, I need to do something about this. I'm going to take the aspirin. I'm going to, I'm going to drink the water. I'm going to do the things that I need to do instead of keep going down this rabbit hole of anger and negativity and hurt and, and all of it. I'm going to do something different. And that's what creates the change, just doing something different. That's, that's so important. Well, Rita, I am so grateful for the time that you spend with us and Again, I just want to remind people, you know, to subscribe, like, um, and be sure to put on that notification uh, bell because then you can be alerted when uh, we're doing these. And uh, we want to help people to get to happier and healthier lives. 
And again, we work it out and we act it out through our money, through our health, or through our relationships. And if people need help with their relationships, how do they get a hold of you, Rita? Um, they go to RitaHickmanCoaching.com. And I work with women in all different stages of their life. And I usually work with whole families, in fact. Uh, I'll work, you know, start with one woman and then she'll pass on the tools and things to her husband and then she'll start teaching her kids and then they'll hop on a call. And, you know, it's we're trying to heal the family, but we do it. We start with the women and um, and get them get them on board because they're the ones who really are the leaders in the household. They're the leaders in the direction we need to go in the world, more integrated, more kind, more rational. That's you know, beautiful. So yeah. Yeah. We, we all start have with to that. step into life from a place of empowerment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And thank you for, I use your book um, as part of my intuitive stuff, because when you have got questions about money, I intuitively read books. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I pull it open and it's always the best wisdom that I need to hear at the moment to get me to the next place. So if you don't know what to do, pick up a book, pick up Julie's book, pick up uh, Wayne Dyer's book, pick up Deepak Chopra's book, and just open it randomly. Ask a question, say, what should I do next? How should I handle this situation? And then randomly open it up and get different thoughts in your head. Every time you listen to us talk, we are creating a new reality. So you just have to keep listening to it and listening to it and listening to us talk. And it starts totally. to, it starts to change how you it think instead of all the advertising. Yep. Yeah. Instead of like Nike or, you know, Coca-Cola <laughs> feeding our brain, so we're feeding true. it with love and kindness. Yeah. And you know what? That's a great point. That's what I, it is all interrelated. Like um, my Achilles heel has always been my food. And, um, mm -hmm. that was a big way that I processed a lot of stuff. And, um, it's been fascinating to me as I have gotten a handle on that, how much clearer I am. And it's like, I used to drink a lot of diet Pepsi and, um, I don't even like the taste of it anymore. Like mm -hmm. it's fascinating to me how, and then I cut out dairy and a lot of breads and, you know, and it's unbelievable how now I can reduce my cortisol more because I'm eating healthier. Like, because if you think about it, if you're having a hard time managing your nervous system, um, caffeine's not going to help that. <laughs> it's just going to bring you up. It's it's helping boost that up to the next level. That gives you that vigor to get to that next place. And it's like, okay. To ignore. Really, really yeah, to ignore how you feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this was fun. Well, okay, I cool. Well, I was just going to say, I have my link below if you want a free copy of my book. Uh, continuing to do that um, because uh, I just ask you to pay for your shipping. So if I paid for the book production and everything, I would like for you to pay for the shipping so we can collaborate together in creating a better world. And thanks, everybody. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and hit that notification button. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Bye.